0: Miracle Morning Community, we are live. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, if you're tuning in, we're going to talk today about food. We're going to talk about eating specifically, eating the food, why we eat, what are the reasons that we eat, and and what are the values that we place on the food that we eat, right? How do we make those choices? What what criteria do we use to decide what food we're going to pick up out of the fridge, what food we're going to pick up at the grocery store, what food we're going to order off of a menu at a restaurant that has a lot of different options, right? Why do we eat what we eat? That's the first thing we're going to talk about. And then we're also going to talk about what we should stop eating, right? So what are the foods or the types of foods that we should stop eating? And then what are the foods that we should start eating? And in terms of stopping eating the foods, we're going to talk about how do you give up the addictions that we have to the foods that we eat and that we crave, right? Eating is an emotional experience, by the way. We're going to dive into that. Think about that, by the way. If if you, you know, do you get excited about certain foods? Like if you love pizza or you love ice cream, if you love any food, which we all do, that's an emotional thing, right? That's not that's an that's an emotion that we have toward the food that we eat. And often it's the taste that creates the emotion. It's interesting that mind-body connection. And then we're going to talk about what to start eating. What are the foods we should start eating and how do you get yourself to eat the foods that you're like, "Yeah, I know I should eat more vegetables, but I don't like vegetables or whatever." But the big picture here is we're going to talk about eating for health and eating for energy, right? Those are the two benefits of of what we're the the outcome that we're moving towards in today's conversation is how do you how do you get yourself to eat the foods that give you the most health and the foods that give you the most energy. And in terms of health, that's kind of the long-term benefit. And it's usually the one that we talk ourselves out of being urgent, right? Like ah, I could eat this cheeseburger right now, or I could eat this pizza or I can eat this candy or this ice cream or whatever. Because my health is like it's a long ways away before I've got to worry about any ailments or any disease or illness, right? So, so health usually is not an urgent or immediate benefit. And so often it gets put on the back burner and it's not enough to get us to make the right choices. Now, energy on the other hand, that's what I love to talk about when it comes to eating, eating for energy, because that is an immediate benefit or an immediate consequence if you eat the wrong foods. And we all know that, you know, you ever, if you ever celebrate Thanksgiving or if you've had a big meal in general, you know, what happens afterwards, right? Everybody looks for a spot around the house on the couch to take a nap. And, uh, it, right, because the more we eat, the, the more tired we become. In fact, that's a lesson we can start with, which is that digesting food, this is literally probably like worth taking notes on some of this stuff. Digesting food is one of the most energy draining processes that we put our bodies through, digesting food. So depending on which foods you put into your body determines the digestive process that they're going to have to undertake. Some foods give you more energy. Some foods require more energy to digest than the other foods. And then the, the opposite is true. Some foods don't give you any energy because they're dead and they require or and then other foods require a lot less energy to digest. So there's this balance between digestion, the energy that is your body is is using to digest the food that you're eating. And then on the other hand, what what amount of actual energy you can measure the energy there are devices to measure energy in food. How many megahertz of energy is the food giving to your body? If you're eating food, here's the general principle. If you're eating food that requires more energy to digest, then it adds to your body. You're now in an energy deficit, right? You're now in an energy deficit because your body is using all this energy to digest the food and the food itself. If it's dead, if it doesn't have a lot of energy in it, you're not gaining energy from the food. So you're in an energy deficit. That's what happens after Thanksgiving when you have to go take a nap or any heavy meal. In fact, I think it's funny, the company Five Hour Energy, and any of the other energy drinks, but Five Hour Energy is the big one. And they often say in their commercial, do you ever get tired? You know, that 2, that 2 p.m. slump, you ever tired in the afternoon? And you know, have a five-hour energy, but here's why you're tired. What you ate for lunch, in about an hour, the energy drain from the food you're digesting, it's peaking, Right. And it lasts for about an hour, depending on how much you ate and what types of food that you ate. So you don't need a five-hour energy. We just need to be mindful of the food we eat during the day and ensure that we're eating foods that give our body energy. All right. So let me back up in terms of let's start at the first point here, which is uh, why do you eat? So think about the reasons that you choose the foods that you choose. Most of us choose our foods based on taste. That's most people. They literally go, ooh, what am I in the mood for? Again, it's an emotional decision. What sounds good? What looks good on the menu? What am I in the mood for? It's an emotional decision. Most of us make our choice based on taste. And that's why there are many diseases related to the foods that we eat. Heart disease, number two cause of death, I think, heart disease. Number one is cancer. I've got some conflicting opinions on that that I'll share with you since I ate a pretty much anti-cancer diet before I got cancer. So... Uh, In some ways, you go, well, wait a minute, how? Why are you giving us advice on what to eat to be healthy when you got cancer? We'll talk about that. So, the number one reason most people choose to eat what they eat is taste. We go to the menu, we look at what Clinton's gonna meet my needs of my palate right now. That's what I'm gonna order, right? Regardless of what it does to our energy and what it does to our long term health. The second reason that we might choose our foods is based on health, right? We most of us want to eat healthy. Many of you do eat healthy, right? So that is obviously, that's a choice that we make as we choose based on, on health. And then number three is energy. That's another reason that we might choose the foods that we choose is what is going to give us energy. And that's my mission is by the end of the Facebook Live today, that you're starting to choose foods based on the long-term health consequences. And for those of us that want we want, we want results quick, the immediate or almost immediate energetic consequences of the foods that we eat. So eating for energy is going to be my goal by the end of this uh, episode. And then the other reason that we might choose the foods or eat in general is human connection, right? Eating is a very ritualistic um, activity. We we go out to eat with people. We sit down with our families at dinner time and we eat, right? Eating is a, a way for us to socialize and engage with other human beings. And so that might be another reason that you choose to eat. If you're to look at why are you choosing to eat what you eat? And here is my This is my big picture challenge, lesson, invitation for all of us, and that is this. I think the key to living a long, healthy life is making a conscious choice to value the health and energetic consequences of the foods that you eat above the taste, right? So we talked about that a few minutes ago. Most of us choose our food based on purely on taste, maybe texture, but essentially taste. What tastes good? What am I in the mood for? And that's how we choose our food. And I'm I'm encouraging you or asking you to consider that if you want to be healthy and live a long, healthy life, it doesn't mean you can't eat yummy tasting foods. I find foods that taste amazing, right? But I find foods that taste amazing that first fall under my number one value in what I eat, which are the health and energetic or energy consequences of the foods that I eat. So it's about shifting your mindset. I remember I taught this to um, Adam Stock, a friend of mine. And he said that I, 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 I gave a bunch of coaching to on this, to this group that we were a part of. And he said of all the things that I taught him, that the number one thing that he walked away with is what I just said. And I'll say it again, is that we've got to make a conscious choice to value the consequences of our food above the taste of our food. So place higher value on the consequences in terms of the health consequences and the energy consequences, your physical, mental, and emotional energy from the foods that you eat, place that value higher above the taste. And and when you do that, it doesn't mean that you don't eat foods that taste good. It just means that this is your number one criteria, the health and energetic consequences. And then you, underneath that realm, you go, okay, what are the foods that taste good underneath the realm of the foods that will give me immediate and lasting energy? So that I can perform at my best. I can feel great and will ensure that I live a long, healthy life or nothing ensures anything as I've learned, but that will increase the odds that I live a long, healthy life. So that's the basis of everything we're talking about today is that you're choosing foods based on your first priority, your highest value in terms of what you eat, health and energetic consequences. And then you find all the foods that taste good. Because here's the deal. Healthy foods over here, right? Unhealthy foods over here. There are infinite, I don't know, lots of food, countless foods that taste really good over in the unhealthy section, tons of. I love pizza. I love hamburgers. I love fried chicken. I love dessert, but I love all of it. I love all of it. And then over here, there's the healthy, energy-infused foods. And there's also a really long, countless list of foods that taste really good over here. Now, they're probably harder to find. You got to go on a little bit of a quest. You got to experiment and ask other people what they like and what what foods they eat. Like, I just had a salad for lunch from a place here in um, Austin, where I live. It's called Taco Deli. Very popular. I believe it it started in Austin. And Taco Deli is a farm-to-table kind of Mexican restaurant. So they use organic produce. They use, right, like grass-fed meats and uh, free-range chicken and all of that, right? So they're very health-conscious. Um, I just had arguably the best salad I've ever had in my entire life. In fact, <laughs> as I was eating it, I go, when's John Berghoff visiting me next? And I was thinking, what are my other friends, John, Rome, and all my friends? And I'm going, "I've I've got to recommend, like, when they come here, I'm buying them this salad, right? So it's totally healthy. It's very healthy. But it tastes amazing. So that's going to be one of the keys here is once you make the conscious decision, and I would do it in writing, by the way. You're not gonna remember 90% or 99% of the conversation that we're having right now, right? Of what I'm talking about. You're gonna probably forget most, if not all of it. So you need to put that in writing. From now on, I am making a commitment to value the health and energy consequences of the foods that I eat above the taste of, that I, of the foods that I eat, right? So that's the number one. That's the value. That's the mindset shift. And then from there, you might also put into your affirmations, a question, which is, or just a reminder, I am on a quest to find the best tasting foods that support the value of health and energy, right? So that's your, that's kind of step one is once you make the decision, your action step after that decision is made, which hopefully you've already made it, or you're ready to, think about it and and make it in the next maybe 24 hours, right? Shouldn't take too much thought when you really think about, well, yeah, of course I want to have a lot of energy. Don't know anyone that doesn't want to have energy and I want to be healthy. But I would say that for everybody, those are very, two, two very important things. And I can tell you that when you're, you're, you know, when you're facing death, right, your priorities really kind of tend to shuffle in order of what is really most important. And I've realized that it is health because if I'm not healthy, none of my other priorities matter. I can't be here for my kids and my wife. I can't be here for my family. We can't be here for our loved ones if we're not healthy, right? We can't or, or, or have a real hard time succeeding at a high level if we don't have energy, you know? And, and often, it's not an issue with motivation. Often, we wish we had more motivation, but consider that we actually just need more energy because when you have a lot of energy, you feel motivated. Right now, I have a lot of energy. I just ate that, that. And by the way, I just ate lunch. Most people after lunch are like, uh, I just had a chicken sandwich, right? Usually, it's, you know, it's, it's processed hormone-infused chicken, right, in processed white bread, bleached flour, which Dr. Andrew Weil, in his, not this book, but in one of his books, um, Eating Well for Optimum Health. That's one of the first books I read on health. But this is the author, Andrew Weil. And in that book, he said that bleached flour, which that's bread, that's uh, pizza crust, um, right, donut, any any bleached flour, donuts, pretzels, chips, often chips, uh, Corn or uh, tor- uh, white, whatever. So, tortilla chips. He says it's the worst thing that man ever invented. And I believe he said it was invented during the Great Depression because it was a way they could create a lot of food for very little money. They found a way to make bread go farther and create a lot of loaves of bread when our country was struggling financially. And he said the fact that the Great Depression is over, we should not be eating that food anymore. He said white bread is the, or, or bleached flour is the worst thing that man ever invented and plagued our society with. So consider that. And you'll rarely ever find me personally. You know, after I read that, I I, I cut bleached flour out of my diet. Now, I'm not perfect, by the way, and I don't think you should be either. Do I believe you should indulge in some vices sometimes? Yeah. In fact, there was a great book that I read in 2001 called Body for Life by Bill Phillips. And that was at that time the number one fitness and health book in the history of the world. I don't know where it is now in that in that category in that ranking, but so why are you eating right? Choosing health and energy above taste and figuring out the foods that taste really good. All right, so there you go. The uh, what not to eat. This is the, the, something to consider: is that what you don't eat is more important than eating healthy, like what you do eat. Meaning, if you're eating foods that are detrimental to your health and energy, if you add in healthy foods, it doesn't balance it out. It's that's good. That's better than not adding healthy foods. But it's more important to get rid of the foods and any other toxins that you're putting into your body. For example, if you drink soda, that's one of the worst things, arguably. I don't think it's an argument, right? Much of an argument, but it's one of the worst things that you can put into your body. And uh, you know, you've seen the experiment, right? Where I believe they put a rusty nail into a glass of soda and it completely eats through the nail and it disintegrates it. So think about what it's doing to your organs. It's your stomach lane, right? Now, I will drink a little bit of soda, like once a month, it's like a treat for me. And I love it. I love it. I love soda. Right. But I don't buy it. It's not at my, there's none in my house, right? I don't drink it as a regular thing. I drink unsweetened iced tea, which was hard for me. I used to drink, I went from soda to iced tea that I'd put two sugars in and then, yeah. And then it was like a gradual thing. And I got to one sugar and then I got to no sugars. Right. And so that's my default drink. When I go out to eat, it's unsweetened iced tea. And there's another tip right there in what I just shared which is gradual progression. This is, I encourage you not to try to give up all of the foods that you love, not to try to eat, you know, radically change anything, really. It's proven that when you try to make radical, immediate changes, go. you know, go from, you know, make a complete 180, go from one area to, you know, completely go to another area and give up everything that you're addicted to, that you love, try things that you don't even like, you're setting yourself up for failure. It's much better, much more effective. It's proven that if you gradually move, I love it. Um, I think it was Jack Canfield uh, who said, it was Mark Victor Hansen. It was one of the Chicken Soup for the Soul guys that I saw speak in the event once. And he said, lean into improvement. Don't try to make a quantum leap. He said, don't, don't, you know, don't try to do a 180. He said, just lean into it. You know, If you don't read it all, read a page a day. If you drink six sodas a day, go down to five. Do that for a few weeks. Then go to four and then go to three, and then go to two, and then go to one, and then go to none and replace it with something else, right? Um, I actually used to coach a client who, when I met him, when we started working together, crazy, he drank a 12 pack of Mountain Dew every single day, and he ate one extra large pizza every single day. That was his diet. Mountain Dew, 12 of them a day, 12 cans, And one extra large pizza. Uh, I think it was one, maybe it was two pizzas. I don't remember one or two, but, but yeah, right, terrible. So, but we got, so I was like, hey, let's just gradually go down. And we went from, he got an extra large pizza, then he got a large. And he went down from 12 Mountain Dews to 11 and then to 10. And then, you know, and it took a couple of months, but after a couple of months, he stopped drinking soda completely and pizza was a once a week thing. So think about that. If he could go from 12 Mountain Dews and one extra large pizza a day down to like, Pizza and and soda once a week, you can change anything. So, but in terms of what not to eat, here's what I mean by this. Think of it this way. If you eat a bunch of vegetables, you're like, I'm so healthy, I eat vegetables, and then you go and you shoot heroin every night, the vegetables don't fix the fact, the damage that the heroin's doing, right? And that's an extreme example. But if you're, again, if you're drinking soda every day and then you start eating vegetables, the soda is still doing the same damage that it was doing before you ate vegetables. Sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking, well, ooh, I'm, I'm, I made some positive changes, so it's okay for me to keep doing the things that I know are detrimental to my health, you know? You know, I, I still smoke cigarettes, but it, I eat vegetables now, so it's okay, right? It's not okay. It's better to eat vegetables than not, but just consider, and I, I forgot what book I was just reading. I read too many books. In fact, well, you can see the ones behind me, but in front of me, there's a, like, 18 books that i'm reading right now or 12 or something so i read too many books at the same time i don't recommend it but it's what i do um so i was reading a book um i can't remember i think it was a book called anti-cancer one i'm reading right now i'm not sure if that's the one but they talked about how it's far more important to get rid of the bad foods in your diet than just to add the good foods right so um i think that we talked about that so how do you how do you do that again you do it gradually you don't get rid of everything at once you get rid of you start, you lessen your portions of what you're doing that's bad. You lessen the frequency. You lessen the amount until you eventually get to where you're doing either none of it or, you know, like, let's say, for example, if you went from 12 sodas a day down to one soda a day and you, like, man, I just can't go to zero. Like, I've got to have my daily soda. You know, I mean, we we, we all choose our vices, right? We, we choose, you know, you have to weigh weigh the, the pros and the cons and whatever. I'm trying to think of if there's any vices, like anything that I... Eat, like regularly, I, I eat unhealthy stuff occasionally. You know, I'll, we have pizza occasionally. We I, whatever, right? But I'm trying to think if there's anything daily that I eat. that's I don't know that I do daily unhealthy food, but well, I, I drink coffee every day. I don't know. Maybe that's unhealthy. I don't know. Um, all right. So, uh, so in terms of what not to eat, right? Get clear. So here's your action step: get clear on what are the act what are the foods that I'm eating that I need to cut out of my diet, and and then you know, and then put in writing how you'll do that. Here's a great way to do it, by the way. There's a great app on the phone. Um, There's a great app on the phone called Way of Life. And I might have shown this before, but Way of Life, these are all of my commitments, right? So I've got, I'll just, I'll read them to you. No snooze up at 4 a.m. No snooze up at 4 a.m. So I got in the habit of hitting the snooze button, believe it or not. I got During cancer, I was sleeping a lot and I got in that habit. So now I'm like, getting back. I've been back out of the habit for a while. Um, but I'm not perfect. I've, you know, I still, I still fall short on this. My number one mission in life is to focus on staying cancer free, lemon water, sauna, Beamer, laser watch, et cetera. So I've got a whole cancer free daily, like commitments of the things that I do, the anti-cancer practices. And each day I check off whether or not I did them right. I've got my number two mission, which is to connect with Sophie and Halston, spend one-on-one time with them every single day. Right, so I've got and I've been I've gotten that I'm a perfect record every day, and then I have 100 jumping jacks. It's something that I realize I'm like I need to just do jumping jacks each day to get my blood flowing again. So I'm tracking jumping jacks every day. I'm tracking. I, I drink one lemon water and two Evian waters every day. Right, so I, I track whether or not I do this. So this is my tip. I don't need to go through all these. Um, I've got reading. I've got exercise. I've got and I've got quitting stuff. Right, so I've got quitting the supplement that I used to take. I don't want to say what the supplement is because. Um, I like the guys that do it, but there's just a supplement that it has a chemical, one chemical in it that is kind of unknown as to if it has harmful effects. And they use it to make their capsules white. Um, I should tell you what the chemical is. I don't have it in front of me. It's like titanium dioxide or I don't know. It's, but, 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 but a lot of vitamins use it. Or actually, tons of food products use it to make their, their product white. Toothpaste actually use it to make their toothpaste white. And as I was researching the, the ingredients and all the stuff that I took, I found that, wow, this one is kind of questionable. I don't know. So I have me, I, I have quitting it, right? So I was taking it every day. It, it's, got, it's got B vitamins in it. It's got a small amount of caffeine. It's like a supplement to help you focus. And I, I'm happy to say, uh, I've, so out of the last 19 days, um, maybe that's when I started it because this app tracks that, I've taken it three times. And by the way, I, the way I did it, I used to take two capsules a day, one to two times a day. So let's say up to two times a day. Then I went down to one capsule a day, twice a day. Then I went down to one capsule a day, once a day. And then now I'm at zero capsules a day, right? And there have been three days where I was weak. You know, I wanted the, I wanted, I needed a little energy. I needed a little boost. I needed a little focus. So I took the the uh, the supplement, right? So there you go. Then another one I have is less than 100 milligrams of caffeine because I had read a book that talked about eat, taking as much as 400 milligrams of caffeine. So I was experimenting with increasing my caffeine. And I felt like it was making me like, depressed and irritable. So I'm cutting it back. Uh, And in the last two weeks, I've only had one day where I was above 100 milligrams of caffeine. So anyway, so I just want to give you some real life. Again, that is called Way of Life. Great app to track specific commitments that you make. That way, you know, if I don't have this, by the way, I don't remember. I can't remember the last, you know, there's like 10 different things I'm committed to either quitting or starting. I don't remember all these. And so I'm not going to remember if I'm doing it. I can't, if we don't track our progress, right, we can't improve our progress. We don't know how we're doing. And then last but not least is what to eat and how to get yourself to eat the foods that you're not used to or that you don't necessarily like the new taste of. Uh, All right. So what to eat and how to get yourself to eat foods that you're not used to uh, or foods that don't taste good. All right. So here you go. Like I said, this is not about eating healthy foods that taste terrible. I, I don't, that's not my favorite thing to do, right? I want to eat healthy foods that taste amazing. So how do you do that? Uh, I, well, first of all, it's realizing that there are lots of healthy foods and you can even Google like healthy food that actually tastes good. That's, I'm sure it's a good Google search, right? Um, I can tell you that uh, the general principle of what, here's, here's what I consider healthy foods and I'm not the leading expert, right? I don't have a PhD. I've probably, I've read, I don't know how many dozens of books on healthy eating, right? And I've experimented for, what am I, 30? Since I was 20 years old is when I, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar when I was 20 years old. He has an entire day based on health. If you've been to Tony Robbins, you know what I'm talking about, right? The entire day is based on health. And that was my first, like, eye-opening, you know, to to what the the consequences of eating unhealthy foods are and, and what types of foods we should be eating and that sort of thing. So, and and, and Tony back then... He I believe he was an advocate for a vegan diet a vegan diet, right? So no animal products no meat no dairy and no cheese none of that So that that was the path that I went down. I was strict vegan for quite a while Um, and then now I have a much more well-rounded well-balanced diet and I don't know this for sure Don't quote me but i've heard tony Also has because I think he eats fish now and so he has more of a, a balanced diet as well So my general diet is this And this is what I recommend for energy in the short term because that's my number one priority in the short term. I want to have energy. I want to be able to record videos like this. I want to be able to focus and work and write and and engage with my kids. And I want to have a lot of energy, right? So if you want a lot of energy, raise your hand, okay? You want to have a lot of energy. Here's what I recommend. Eat raw, vegan, plant-based, like raw vegan diet during the day, right? So uncooked food, unprocessed food. Now, here's my here's my description of this. And I'm really going back to 17 years when I learned this from Tony, I think. I'm sure I've read other stuff on it. But it's the idea that digesting food is the most energy draining process. We talked about that, right? Well, when I was at Tony's seminar, right, this was 17 years ago, but he had this little machine that when you held it up to anything, it actually gave a reading of megahertz of energy. And he held it up to a piece of cooked steak. And it put out a very small, almost nil amount of energy. I'll use general numbers that are somewhere in the range. Let's say it put out 10 milligrams of energy, or maybe it was 50, but in that range, 10 to 50 milligrams of energy for dead cooked meat. Because here's the thing, when you cook food, you kill the energy that was in that food. So plants like broccoli, raw broccoli, when, when, when you measure it, it puts out like 2000 milligrams of energy or megahertz of energy, right? And so when you're measuring the food, you can literally measure how much energy is coming out of it. And then what do you think takes more energy to digest? Cooked steak that sits in your stomach or raw broccoli. If you guessed raw broccoli or any raw vegetables, right? Yeah, it's much you're gonna digest raw, fresh fruit and vegetables much faster than you're digesting cooked, dead food, where the energy's been cooked and killed, you know, sucked out of it. So think about this. It takes more energy to digest the cooked dead food than it does the raw living food. And the raw living food gives your body more energy than the cooked food. So when you eat cooked food, it's draining more energy while it sits in your stomach. All the blood rushes to your stomach away from your brain to try to digest the food. And it takes a long time, which is why, you need that five hour energy at two in the afternoon because you have that energy slump because of the food that we ate for lunch, it's right? Whereas if we eat the raw, the raw fruits or vegetables, it digests much, e- more, much more easily and it gives us a lot of energy. So my diet in general is raw vegan by day, right? So I'll have a smoothie in the morning with some raw, you know, fruits or veggies, um, some, maybe some plant-based protein powder. I'll put some uh, Brazil nuts in there for selenium and, and, and fat, good fat. I'll use an unsweetened almond milk to minimize. I have almost no sugar in my smoothie other than a small amount of fruit. I sweeten it from usually the plant-based protein powder, which uh, uses stevia to sweeten it. Or if you, you want to use fruit, you know, it's fine, a banana or whatever. The uh, And then for salad I, or for lunch, I usually have a salad. And I, I make my own salad. Here, here's how you make a salad taste amazing. Let me give you my secret salad dressing recipe, right? so. When I, when I don't know if I, I think I invented this one day, like just playing with stuff in the kitchen, but it's, it makes stuff taste so good. I put it on not just salad, I'll put it on anything. So here are the three ingredients. Okay. Either olive oil, which is, there's so many health benefits to olive oil, either extra virgin, organic, extra virgin olive oil or organic avocado oil. So those are the two oils that I recommend. One of the two and then get Bragg's liquid aminos. Now here's a warning. Bragg's liquid aminos is, I believe it is soy based. Soy, not so good, right? Not so good. It creates estrogen in both men and women, uh, which women don't need the extra estrogen or most women, unless you have a, you know, unless you have an estrogen condition where you need extra estrogen. But anyway, so soy's got some problems. It's also the highest. It's the most, I believe it's one of next to corn. I think it's of all GMO crops. I believe it's number two to corn. So it's genetically modified. You're not getting real. Soy from the earth, It's been genetically modified. So anyway, so soy is not necessarily great. And Bragg's, B-R-A-G-G, liquid aminos, I believe it is soy-based, but here's the deal. You're using a tablespoon, right? Like if you're making salad dressing, you're using a very, very, very small amount. Now, if you wanna use any kind of non, some sort of uh, non-soy-based sauce, you can replace Bragg with that. But if you haven't had Bragg uh, liquid aminos, and that's the name, it's Bragg liquid aminos, If you haven't had Bragg Liquid Amino's, uh, it'll blow your mind. I I've you know I've never met a single person that doesn't absolutely love the flavor. And it's kind of like soy sauce, in case you're curious on what it is, kind of like soy sauce, but it has its own very unique flavor that's incredible. So uh the third ingredient is organic hummus. So that's how I make salad dressing. I put in uh you know a big hooping thing of hummus, big hooping tablespoon or fork of hummus. I put in a little bit of olive oil. You just play with the consistency. If you like it thicker, use more hummus, less oil. If you like it, you know, like I don't like it too salty, so I don't use very much brags. I literally just turn the brags over and like put a little squirt in there so you can play with it. But that is my favorite salad dressing. And if you put that on anything, it tastes good. Put it on, you know, chop up some broccoli, raw broccoli, raw carrots, raw veggies. That's actually how I started my raw vegan diet. I'm not a cook. I just chopped up a bunch of raw veggies. I put them in a bowl. I made that dressing. I stirred it around the veggies, and I just ate a bunch of raw carrots and zucchini and celery and broccoli, and and it was great. And I had tons of energy. I remember, in fact, I remember the first uh, week. I literally can picture making that dish. What I would do is I would chop a bunch of organic veggies up, put them in a bowl. I'd make the dressing. I'd put it in its own tupperware container. So that I could pour it on each day because so I made enough veggies. I don't want to do it every day. I made enough veggies to last me for like three or four days. And then every day I would, I was uh, in sales back then. I would do my appointments, driving to different appointments. And so I would, uh, I would put in a Tupperware container. I would put a small amount of the dressing and then I would put some veggies in a Tupperware container and then I would take it. And that way I could just and i would put it in a cooler, a little ice thing. And then I could just eat it during the day uh, as my, as my meal. And I would have that for a meal. So. That is my secret salad dressing that you can put on any salad. And if you just start, you know, it's just a decision to start eating more raw fruits and vegetables. And there's a great, another great app called Happy Cow. And it's a, it's an app to find vegetarian and vegan restaurants and grocery stores. It's called Happy Cow. I think because if you eat vegetarian and vegan, the cows are happy. I don't know, but there's the app. So it's the Happy Cow app. And if you open it, you can look up vegan, vegetarian, vegetarian-friendly, grocery stores. You can look it all up and it'll just map everything nearby. So whenever I travel, as soon as the plane lands, usually the first thing that I do is I open up this app and I look for healthy restaurants around me. Now, for those of you that are like, ah, so for those of you that tuned out like five minutes ago because you're like, I'm not gonna do vegetarian or vegan. I don't eat just vegetarian vegan. I vegan. So I, I should have said this up front. I do raw vegan by day because I want inner, maximum energy and then I do what I'd call almost like paleo by night, right? So I eat I eat organic chicken, free range chicken. I eat uh, free, you know, wild caught salmon. Uh, in fact, I had salmon on my salad today for lunch. So I was wanting to try their salmon. Um, I do grass fed beef. And I, eat I, you know, I'd say not, not every night do I have meat, but um, I have meat probably three to four nights a week, you know, so quite a bit. Um, and I eat a few, a few things. Number one is it's healthy meat, right? So it's not injected with Hormones, it's not fed, you know, um, what's the bad It'd be? Corn, I think. So it's, it's, it's all grass fed, free range, organic. All, you know, I really look, I'm willing to spend the money on healthy foods. To me, like people go, oh, the, the healthy foods cost more, organic costs more. Well, tell me a better use of our money than on the health and longevity of our body. Because once again, if we're, if we don't prioritize health, all of our, our priorities don't matter because we're not alive or energized to enjoy those priorities, right? So to me, it's worth saving money in another area to put money into eating healthy. You know, that that for me is where my money, like, I I really invest in eating really yummy, good, healthy foods. If you go to Yelp, you can type in farm-to-table restaurants. So that's typically the only type of restaurant I eat. That's what I go to. If it's not a vegetarian restaurant, like for dinner, more often than not, I'll just search for a farm-to-table restaurant. And a farm-to-table restaurant is a restaurant that actually cares about the quality of their ingredients. Uh, most restaurants don't. Most restaurants are put profit as their first priority. So when they, you know, they literally go, okay, what's the cheapest food we can buy with and then the best seasoning to make it taste good so that when we serve it to people, their number one priority, which is taste, we satisfy and they keep coming back. I have friends that work in the restaurant industry and I've heard just horror stories. Restaurants that I used to, like my, I won't say the restaurant, I won't throw people under the bus, but my former favorite restaurant, Someone that I know used to work there. And we were talking one day. She goes, oh, my God, I wouldn't eat there. I said, what? I love that place. She goes, their food is terrible. Like the quality of their food, the quality of the ingredients are terrible. If you go to a farm to table restaurant by kind of default, they actually, A, they usually use local uh, farms to get all their meats and their produces and they typically value their health. Usually their stuff's organic, and they'll tell you if it is or if it isn't. Um, But that's what I encourage you. If you're not familiar with that, go to Yelp when you look for your next restaurant or look on Google farm-to-table restaurants in blank city, whatever city that you live in. Oh, my is really bad on this video. I'm killing my back here. That's not good. All right, so in terms of what to eat, uh, you can make your own decision. Eat healthy. I recommend eating... Raw vegan meals by day, right? So living foods—that's what I mean by raw vegan. I mean living foods, foods that grow out of the ground, not in a can or in a package, or that are microwaved, right? I I know that you have a lot—you have that microwave at your at your office, right? That you use for lunch. Um, Yeah, don't use a microwave at all. Just just Google what does a microwave do to your food. Google that, or Google what or, or is a microwave bad for your food. Google that, and you'll find out what it does. And talk about killing, you know, whatever. Was in your food that could add value to your body, right? The microwave is is an expert at doing that. So I think that's it. So yeah, that's it. I just I do raw vegan by day, plant based food by day, healthy farm to table, you know, uh, paleo if you will by night. No processed sugar, no 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 flour, you know, no no bleached flour especially. All of that. All right, so we did it. We made it. By the way, I want to mention this too. Healthy eating, if you do it gradually, like I said, it's not about a, a night and day switch it's um doing it gradually and i remember when i was 20 when i first went to this to vegan when i was 21 years old i think uh my my good friend from high school was visiting me at my apartment back then and he said um he saw me pouring uh back then it was soy milk that was before so I, i don't do soy milk anymore i do organic almond milk never soy uh but back then no one we didn't know at least i didn't know the harmful benefits of soy so i just had soy milk but that's not the point the point is He goes, ew, is it really worth it just because you want to be healthy to have to drink that every day? And I think I was pouring it over cereal, like some organic cereal or something, I don't remember. And I said, I've been eating this way for like six months now. I said, it's not hard. Do you really think I even give it a second thought when I pour soy milk over my cereal? I said, in fact, when I go visit my mom and I have to put cow's milk over my cereal, I said, that grosses me out now. It freaks me out. Because I'm not a calf. I go, why would I drink cow's milk, right? I'm not, it, it, cow's milk is designed in a, in a cow for a calf. All of the, every part of the chemical makeup of cow's milk. And I'm going to get on a tangent here. Some of you are going to like send me hate milk. Um, but just think about that logically. Do, do, was cow's milk, what is it designed for? It's designed for a baby calf, right? And we actually have to work to keep the cow producing milk because it's not natural for them to make it for us. But we realized we could take their milk. So anyway, that's another story. Brags, yeah, we have some fans of Brags. All right, that's great, Matea, Dana, you guys love Brags as well. Too much soy could mess up thyroid, says Maris Merriman. I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't, I don't do soy. I stay away from soy. Have you drink matcha? Yes, I do matcha every day. Actually, there's a drink called Matcha Bar, which you can buy at Whole Foods, and it's, uh, it's like it's tea or it's got it's got actual matcha, like ceremonial grade organic matcha powder in the water, like making it into a tea. And then there's one with a little bit of honey. Uh, there's one with no honey and, and, and nothing. So, yeah, I do matcha. And I also do organic matcha powder in my smoothies quite a bit. Uh, Maris says, tahina on its own mixed with garlic and lemon plus water is also quite nice. Yes, that's also a great dressing. Tahini is fantastic. Um, mixing with garlic and lemon juice I can see is great. Um, hummus is not easy on the stomach. Uh, yeah, It's easy on mine. You have to try that. I'm not sure. Uh, Bragg's also makes salad dressing. Yeah, that is true. They actually do make branded salad dressings as well. But yeah, when you go to this grocery store, Evan Pagan taught me this. Evan Pagan said, you should only shop on the outer edges of a grocery store first and foremost, right? Meaning everything in the middle is all packaged. The outer edges is typically where they have the, uh, it's fresh, right? It's refrigerated. And the middle is just lines and lines and lines of shelving where they have dead, you know, processed, packaged, full of preservatives, foods. And and so you should really shop on the outside of the, of the store. And I rarely go in the middle unless it's for like some, uh, like sprouted seeds or something like that. And I did frozen. I will go get some frozen berries. Costco, by the way, if you ever shop at Costco, they have a great organic smoothie, pre-packaged smoothies where all it is, is organic kale, organic strawberries, blueberries, and blackberries. I think that's it. And it's pre-packaged in the size of a smoothie. And so you just tear that open, dump it in the blender, put in some organic almond milk, you know, protein powder, whatever you want to add, and go from there. Love the happy cow, says Clem. Nice. I wonder if you love it because you've used it or because you're excited to try it. Either way. Great. What kind of hummus do you use? Um, I go to the store. I just go to the store and I get organic hummus. I don't know what brand. I mean, it varies sometimes depending on which store that we go to. Um, but I just make sure it's organic. And also the cool thing is they make different flavored hummuses often, including the organic kind. So a lot of times I'll get like cilantro, jalapeno or garlic, or, you know, I'll mix up my flavor of hummus. And that's a great way to mix up the, you know, the, the flavor of, uh, of the dressing. All right. You're going to try happy cow. That's great. Vegan, no eggs, no dairy. That's great. Junie. Duh. yeah, Christine, that's a great point. Christine, she, Christine Johnson says doctors and medical costs are much higher than eating healthy foods. And that's so true, right? And I, Robin Sharma said that I think either you're gonna pay on the front end and eat healthy foods and feel good and live a long life, or you're gonna pay on the back end by paying your medical bills because you wouldn't eat healthy foods. Uh, Vicky, you wanted me to recommend the apps I recommended. So one is Way of Life to track your habits, and the other is Happy Cow. And an in Instacart, by the way, if you don't use Instacart, it's amazing. I use Instacart, it's, it's grocery home delivery. In fact, it's, it's almost like, I, I actually wonder if this is negative, detrimental. But so this is my I have a category of apps in my phone called food. You'll see there's Yelp, Instacart, Favor, Uber Eats, Eat24, Thrive Market, Happy Cow. So, take a screenshot of this if you want. But I don't have to leave my house anymore. I don't know if that's good. But like I just have lunch delivered to me. I have my groceries delivered to me. Once if you don't know about Instacart and it you know it's available in most areas, maybe not every area. But if you don't know about Instacart, check it out. It's 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 food delivery. And like I get food delivered from Whole Foods, Central Market, right? Like, which are really health-conscious stores that have a lot of great options. Sprouts, you know, so those are all great stores. Our family faced cancer this year, too, and we really turn to you and your resources. So glad you're feeling well and looking forward to healing, hearing your knowledge you've learned from your experiences. Christina Powers Rose, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that, appreciate you. Take care of your back, Hal. <laughs> Sit on your meditation pillow. I know, it's right there, too. I, I, all right, I will. Thank you for that, Maureen Timmons. I appreciate the encouragement uh, and looking out for me. Clem Melinda says, best decision of my life, vegan two years and try to eat raw vegan for breakfast and lunch and vegan cooked at night. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. By the way, let me tell you why I stopped being completely vegan. I'm going to share this with all of you. B12, vitamin B12, right? That's a nutrient that's very important for our uh, metabolizing our food into energy, for our cognitive function. There's a lot of reasons B12 is really important. Uh, it is very difficult, very difficult to get B twelve in a vegan diet. There you, you can get it from nutritional yeast. In fact, I can't even think of there's literally only like two things, I think, or maybe three that you can get B twelve from other than supplements. When you like you would go, you might say, Well, then why don't you just take a supplement? Well, what that tells me, like, I, I try to look at nature and like what is nature intended? What what is the universe telling us? What is nature or the earth telling us? is the best way to think, to live, to eat. And when it comes to eating, I thought if a vegan diet were the best diet for optimal health, why would it be missing a vital nutrient, such a vital nutrient as B12? So, and then when I looked at, you know, where do you get B12? you primarily get it in animal sources, right? In eating meats. Now, I still don't do dairy, by the way. I'll have cheese occasionally, but it's just if it's on something, I don't actually seek it out. I don't buy it at the store. Um, but again, it goes back to uh, my whole philosophy on you know, just the common sense thing of like cow's milk was designed to to take a you know 50-pound calf into a 200-pound calf in a very short amount of time. It's a matter of weeks, right? I don't know what hormones take a 50-pound calf into a 200 pound calf, but I'm guessing they're not the ones that I need as a full grown adult, right? So that's why get, dairy made sense to me. Um, but eating eating animals, right? That's very natural. It's been, that's happened for, you know, since before cows were milk, We were eating meat, right? And the you know, caveman ancestors were eating meat. And so, um, so yeah, so the fact that I couldn't get B12 in a regular, in a vegan diet, or that it was very difficult, I thought it should be pretty prevalent if it's a, if it's the right diet. That's why I went back to eating meat, so I just wanted to share that with everybody as a little little kind of side tip. Oh, yes, Clem says I love plant-based milk, so I agree with that. How about the kids? Uh, my kids eat a very healthy diet. They eat uh, yeah, they eat a healthy diet. It's not quite as healthy as mine. but um, my, my wife from day one, uh, she's there, you know, she's a homemaker, she's a primary caretaker for them, but we both agreed that we would feed them vegetables and no jarred baby food. No no product because you know again, if it's on a shelf and it's in a can or in a jar. So my wife always made their baby food homemade. She never, uh, I mean, not never. I'm sure there was occasions where we were on vacation and she had to grab some baby food or something from the store. But what she did is she went on, I think it was amazon.com and she found this little grinder. It was like a portable little food grinder. It's like this big, it's plastic with a little like spin wheel. And you go to, uh, when we were at any restaurant, she just ordered cooked uh, vegetables, cooked broccoli, cooked carrots you put it into the grinder and you grind it and it mashes it up into a consistency that you can use a baby spoon and feed to your baby. So we started the kids there and they'll eat almost anything. My, my daughter eats sushi. My son just eats tomat- cherry tomatoes like they're nothing, right? And they still eat meat too. They, so they're, they're on kind of a pa- more of a paleo diet, you know, all day long, if you will, than I am. And we do eggs, by the way. I'm a big fan of cage-free eggs. And I have weird conflicting, you know, I don't know that you know, taking chickens' eggs—I don't know if that's natural. That doesn't feel more natural to me than drinking cow's milk. I don't know. So yeah, so you know, so you know, I'm, I don't. You know, to me, it's not about—it's not all or nothing. It's not about perfection. It's about really evaluating your choices and making sure that you're making choices in alignment with those values. And for me, their health and their energy. Those are my two values when it comes to food. And I, I just—I make 99% of my dietary choices of what i'm gonna where i'm gonna eat what restaurant i'm gonna go to like i, I stopped eating at like 99 percent of restaurants because they don't have quality ingredients in the foods that they use all right uh mahmoud zidane wants to know is it possible to have a session about journaling like this in the future yes i will I'll write it down right now hold on let me and i'm gonna even write down requested by mahmoud i hope i'm saying your name right mahmoud uh Zidan. zidane, zidane. Thank you for the request. That's, we can, you guys can request all day long. In fact, in fact, if you want to put requests, just put them in the Facebook group and just say, hey, Hal, you know what I'll do? I'm going to do this. I'm going to put up a post. Somebody remind me and put up a post in Facebook. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'll put up a post that says like, requested topics and you guys can request topics. That'll be fun. Yeah, Mamu, thanks for prompting that. I appreciate that. Do you eat eggs? Oh, Victoria, we're, wow, you're we're psychic. Before you even saw your question. Yes, I do organic cage-free pasture-raised eggs, I believe, are the I- eggs that we eat. The best rice milk is Lima rice cocoa, drink cocoa. I don't know about that, Sabrina. But Thank you for the recommendation. Do you eat grass-fed butter? Yes, I do eat grass-fed butter. Not a lot, but yeah, but I do. How do you get your kids to eat that way? We talked about that, right? You start them young. And and if—and here's the deal, by the way. <sighs> this kills me. When people say, my kids, if I don't give them, if I only give them, if, you know, they won't eat healthy food, basically. So first of all, you know, that was our philosophy of starting them at healthy food from like day one that they could eat food was giving them healthy food, right? That was that was our first philosophy. Now, if you're like, ah, oh, my kids are already three and they've eaten crap or whatever, right? Like, how do I get them to eat healthy now when they don't like to eat healthy? And by the way, my kids aren't, my kids still, don't, they go to school, right? So they see what other kids eat and they like are tempted to want to wanna eat that. But here's the thing, your kids won't starve themselves to death. So you might have to, make them not eat for most of a day. And then they're like, I'm starving, right? And then you, you get them to eat healthier foods. And by the way, it's the same strategy that I talked about. By the way, who asked that? So that's Brett, Marie, thank you for the question. It's the same strategy, it's gradually. Same strategy that I gave to all of us adults, right? It's gradual. So you don't say, all right, now you're gonna eat this really healthy food. You find foods that are healthy, that taste good, first of all, and you gradually wean them off. Remember, it's, it's more important to stop eating the bad foods. So if they're eating, like our kids have never had McDonald's. So, and I'm not bragging or anything, but right there, my daughter is nine years old and she's never eaten McDonald's or Burger King or, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm sure we've been to a fast food restaurant here or there, but, but yeah, so she's never in it. She always, you know, it's like, I want to know what it tastes like. I'm like, when you're 18, that's where we're going. I went with, <laughs> we have a joke. That's where I'm taking her for her 18th birthday is McDonald's. So that, that's our joke. Not, like, no, if you're 18th birthday, we're going to go, you're an adult. We'll go to McDonald's. We'll celebrate. We'll eat there. And you'll see, you know, it's not the best tasting food. So it's, it's actually, it is the best tasting. So, um, why you said stay away from soy, uh, Morgane, I don't have enough time to go into detail and I'm really not an expert for me. And by the way, and you've heard me say this, I read a lot and I, remember, I make choices based on what I read, but call it my brain damage, I have trouble remembering the details. So a lot of times when I'm telling someone something, they're like, well, tell me more about that or why. I'm like, uh, you, you're going to have to Google it yourself. I don't remember all the specifics of why I came to that conclusion. I just remember that it was all of those specifics that led me to the conclusion. The conclusion I remembered because I remembered it's in my affirmations. It's, it's how I live. I don't remember all the details behind it. So yeah, Um, But Google that if you want anything I said today, if you want to go deeper, right? Google it. Google well, you know, the the harmful benefits of soy. Google that yourself. Alan Peter says eat real food. Yes, that's great. Eat real food. Oh, Ty Harmon is here. Truth about cancer. He was here. Hi, what's up, buddy? I've got your book right here. Guys, if you have not read this and you want to prevent cancer, the truth about cancer. Ty Harmon, I'm sorry, Ty Bollinger is a fan of Miracle Morning, which is cool. All right. I like lemon. Olive oil, garlic dressing. Yep. Another great one. Too much estrogen in the soy. That is true. It's easy to make your own hummus. Ann Webb. I like it, Ann. That's great. All right. So uh, Google that. Google. I don't know how to do that. Ann does. Uh, or reach out to Ann. Uh, Junie, do you eat only organic? I eat as organic as I can. I mean, I will. I will not eat food. And I won't go to restaurants that don't have organic food typically. But again, sometimes I'm in a city where there's, you know, it's like, when I used to speak in, in rural, town, like St. Hounds in North Dakota, there were no vegan restaurants. There were no organic Like, yeah, I just had to eat the best of what I could find, you know? So that's what I ate. Maris says I take B12 tablets. That is good. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to vitamins, not all vitamins are created equal. Not all vitamins are created equal. There are a couple brands that I recommend one is called Pure Synergy, and one is called Mega Foods. So the brand is, yeah, Pure Synergy. All of their, so here's the deal. Most vitamins, there's a little bonus section to the video today. Most vitamins are made of, uh, they're synthetic, right? They're made of like vitamin C is made of ascorbic acid, ascorbic acid, Google it, Google how they make ascorbic acid. It's made with bleach and ammonia and terrible for you. Yet that's what is like 99% of vitamin C in almost all products is made with ascorbic acid, right? Not good. So you want vitamin C from fruits and berries and natural things. So there are some vitamin companies that actually make their vitamins from whole foods and they get the vitamin of vitamin C or B12 or whatever from other whole foods. So pure synergy is one of those brands. Now in full disclosure, I have not gone to their factory. I have not yet researched. Like I, you know, the I've done, I've basically researched what are their ingredients? They put organic fruits and veggies in. Okay, great. But I haven't, you know, I've got, I haven't gone to their factory. I haven't talked to their CEO. I don't, you know, I I can't I only know what I've read right so pure synergy though is a brand where I, I've now started taking another one is Mega Foods so those are two that are inner, or plant based and another one that I'm a big fan of is Doctor Shoals not the foot doctor uh, anyway so yeah so uh, the other one is yeah Herb Doc check out the website Herb Doc H E R B D O C dot com Herb dot com is also he has great natural whole food based vitamins there as well. Guys and gals, I'm going to see if I see one more question that I can take. Oh, we have a recommendation from Alicia Gribben. My favorite vitamins are Plexus X Factor. I'll have to look that one up. I have not seen that one. Uh, Another recommendation from Charlene, read How Not to Die, as mentioned before. I like your accent, Aaron Schogg says. I didn't know I had an accent, but thank you. And how do you go? Okay, so here's the last question I'll answer. Uh, Tara Windsor says, can you recommend some books for getting started with healthy eating for people that just getting started. Yeah. uh, Eating well for optimum health. Eating well for optimum health is one. And then the other book I'll recommend, and that's by Dr. Andrew Weil. The other one is Living Foods for Optimum Health. That's the book. That was the first book I read that was on plant-based eating. And that's not by Dr. Andrew Weil. Which one am I thinking by Andrew Weil? Ah, Well, you can Google. So Living foods for optimum health is the first book I read like 15 years ago That turned me on to eating a plant-based diet. I'm guessing Maybe there's newer better books. I don't know because you know, all right. That was the one that I read um, and then I have read books by andrew Weil, Uh, and I can't remember the book I read on diet by him But if you search him whatever book he has on health and eating, uh, i'd recommend so whew, Guys and gals, thank you for tuning in. This was uh about 40 minutes longer than I planned on staying on. So hopefully you got a lot of value today. I hope so. And um, I encourage you to make some changes in your diet. Take out. So first evaluate why you're eating what you're eating. And I encourage you and invite you to make the decision to value the health and energy consequences above the taste of your food. And then find the foods that taste really good that are underneath the healthy umbrella of foods that give you energy and that are great for your body mind and spirit and then cut out the foods that are bad gradually and then add the foods that are good gradually right so don't try to but 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 and monitor your progress right use that way of life app if you don't do that use a piece of paper right write down why i'm eating the foods i'm eating right right remind yourself of the reason to value your health and energy maybe even beyond that it's i want to be here for my kids and my grandkids and whatever right so you're clear on the why and then the what and the how is involved in getting rid of the bad foods, adding in the good foods, and doing those gradually. And track, make uh, actionable commitments of what are you going to cut out of your diet or what are you going to cut down and uh, and what are you going to add into your diet. And check out that Way of Life app. Check out the Happy Cow app. Uh, check out herbdoc.com. Check out some healthy vitamins, uh, Pure Synergy and Mega Foods, as well as those that are available on herbdoc.com. And uh, that's all for now. Love you guys and gals. I will see you on the next one. Until then, live your full potential one morning at a time. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.